0: Guys, where are we? This is Multiverse Monologues. I found him. I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Bringing you news and discussions from all of your favorite film franchises. With great power comes great responsibility.
1: With Ben Rayside and Ethan Wensloff. We would be honored if
0: you would join us. Now, it's time for Multiverse Monologues.
1: He starts monologuing. He starts, he starts monologuing. What's
0: up, everybody? Welcome back to Multiverse Monologues. Today, we are going to be doing something that is is very controversial and also very, very exciting. I have been thinking about this for a long, long time, man, and... Through much deliberation and 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 m- much thought on both of our minds, uh, we are going to be ranking our top ten favorite superhero projects. And I, I I do say projects because we will be including movies, TV shows. Both of those in tandem, so it doesn't matter how much or little you see on the screen. But uh, yes, and 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 me, Ben Rayside, and. Ethan Westloff. We're going to be giving you our top ten favorite superhero projects. And I don't know about you, man, but this was really, really difficult.
1: Dude, the, every time I look at my list, I want to change it. But I'm just not going to because yep. I just have to stick with what I have on the page. Yes. And some people are going to hate this. but
0: Exactly. But do remember, this is our opinion. It is very subjective. I, I do have a lot of – I do have a couple – movies on here that I I really don't know if they deserve like I know they deserve to be in my top, top 10 but do they deserve to be in every top 10? I don't think so. But this is what we're going to go with, man. I I'm, I'm really excited. I thought about this a lot. I've had to make a lot of changes to this, but I think I finally got a core 10 films where I do think that these 10 films are in my top 10. Whether or not the order changes on where they go it, that all depends, but I do think that these films that I've picked deserve a spot in my top ten. But we're going to do honorable mentions first. So here's how we'll do it. I'll say, uh, well, you know, you know what, we'll start with you, Ethan. You'll say a movie, then I'll say a movie. Okay, we'll, yeah. You wanna in bring tandem, the ready for that, back and forth, back and forth. And then uh, as we get to the end in our top three, we'll recap everything uh, that we've said before, and then we'll get into our top three, and then we will say uh, our favorite superhero film, and I don't, I don't know your list. I this is gonna be the first time that I'm hearing your list. I think this is gonna be the first time you're hearing my list. But yes, yeah, I'm really, really excited, man. Cause I, I, it's why we do this, man. I like talking about the things I really like, mm-hmm. and the five, the ten projects that are on my list, I really, really like. So this is what I'm, I'm very excited about, man. So.
1: Yeah, clearly our my list, if you want to argue any of these movies deserve to be number one, I will support you because these yes. are all just great movies in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it's just so hard to pick a favorite because you know some movies are better yeah. than others. Yes. But it's which ones do you like
0: more? It's what? all personal. Yeah, it is. So we will we will start with uh, with you, good sir. What is your first honorable mention? This is in no particular order. no this is just the films that we wanted to put on our list and that we wanted to mention, but we just couldn't do it. We mm-hmm. couldn't fit them into our top ten. so we'll, Ethan, what's your first without and you don't really need to get into it. we will get into it when we because this, this video is going to be long enough, but um, your first honorable mention
1: My first honorable mention is the series, based off the Robert Kirkman graphic novel, I have Invincible mm-hmm. as an honorable mention. And I'll tell you, this show This show is awesome. And if there were more seasons of this, this would be in the top ten. Really? It would be, yes. But there's only one season, not enough to judge it by. But I just think this gives the superhero genre a boost that it needs sometimes
0: it is very different man Mm -hmm. i love invincible it is (laughs) a really good show my first honorable mention is oh man i'm flip-flopping which one i want to say it doesn't really matter they're in no particular order spider-man 2 it didn't make my top 10 list and i wanted to put it there but i found myself it was on there at first but i found myself doing this because it's on everyone's top 10 list it's mm-hmm. like, okay, if I don't have it there, then how, how valid is my opinion? And then I thought, okay, no, this is my opinion. This is where I think this movie should go. And it didn't crack my top ten. If we were doing a top 15, Spider-Man 2 would be yep. there. Okay. But I just I couldn't fit it in my top ten, but I love Spider-Man 2. It's a great Spider-Man movie. So that, <laughs> that deserves an honorable mention.
1: <laughs> and I'll follow that right up. My second honorable mention is also Spider-Man 2. I initially had this in my top ten, and then I sat down. And I reconfigured my top down today, and it just, it bumped, it got bumped out. I wanted this to be on there, mm-hmm. but it just didn't make it. So I'm not going to apologize I, for that. But I this, never,
0: I, ne- I didn't grow up with that movie, man, yeah. like most people did. And if maybe I did, maybe it would be there, but I just saw it for the first time this summer. So yeah. really, it needs, it needs more time to percolate. You know what I'm actually,
1: saying? Actually, I will uh, bounce back with actually when we went to Beach Day like two years ago. We turned this movie on on the drive up. Really? Yes, and you were sitting right next to me.
0: Oh, yeah, wait a minute. I do remember that. We watched like a, a part of it, yeah. Yeah,
1: we watched some of this. So you have seen it before this I, summer. Listen, but... I rarely remember yeah, it. Yeah, uh-huh. Though.
0: And it wasn't even the full thing.
1: No, yeah, we watched probably an hour of it. But, yeah, this movie, it just is so good. It is one of the best Spider-Man yep. movies. And if you want to argue it's the best, then go ahead. Absolutely, but, I won't but fight But where this movie loses points for me is... The Mary Jane character, I do not think she's written well at all. Mm. Too, she does too much bouncing around. And James Franco character also isn't written very well. Mm. Yeah. And then Tobey Maguire, he, he can't deliver some scenes where he needs to deliver.
0: His it's acting. true. It, it it's it's a it's a fact that a lot of people don't want to mm-hmm. deal with. And and listen, if you want to put this movie as your number one superhero film, that's awesome. But I just I can't put it in my top 10. A lot of I agree with a lot of those reasons, man. Toby Maguire is a good actor. He just doesn't sell those emotional scenes that need to be sold like Andrew and Tom can.
1: Yeah, so. he's definitely like the worst actor to play Spider-Man. Yes. Not the worst Spider-Man, the worst actor to portray the role. Yes, absolutely. But that being said, Alfred Molina in this movie
0: so good. is awesome. So good.
1: And the action sequences are so good. Even to this day, yep. they hold up
0: it's true uh my second honorable mention goes to a marvel film uh named logan it is the only x-men film i considered putting on this list um okay
1: yeah go what no my first honorable mention is also logan
0: oh okay all right so since we're talking about it let's just say it logan is just i don't know man it is such a great movie it's top tier it's peak fiction I don't know, I, I didn't grow up either with Hugh Jackman. And that's not to say I haven't, I had, I'd seen all the movies leading up to him. And there's, this movie is so good, but there is a disconnect that I have that a lot of people don't have. A lot of people have said that this movie is better than Endgame. Mm-hmm. To me, it doesn't come close. And I don't know why that is. I just don't feel as much as I think I should, or as most people do to this film I, th- I think it's great I just don't think it deserves to be in my top 10 because I don't connect with it as much as now that's not to say I didn't think the ending was so emotional mm-hmm. Yeah, as he dies and, and I mean I'm a religious person but when I saw the cross <laughs> fall down into an X I thought that was re- done really well it's just it, it was a really good nice send off to a character who's been around for almost 20 years
1: Yeah, the the movie is is really good, and it really is set apart in the way that it is not like most superhero movies. There's not a grand battle that destroys a city in it. There, it's just a character story following uh, Charles Xavier, Logan, and uh, X twenty three. Yeah, just following those three, and you really do get this little personal cast of characters. But I I don't think this is a top ten movie. It it's it's very good. It really is. But I, I, I just don't like it as much as I like these other movies on my list.
0: Agreed. And that, that's pretty much all that we're, this, this is. I just don't like this movie as much as I like the other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are your three honorable mentions. My last honorable mention goes to The Incredibles. I originally had this on my list, but there were there was a movie I was forgetting about that didn't even come to my mind when I was breaking this. And I forgot about it. I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to put this on my list. And Incredibles was the one to go because it's a fabulous film. It's like the best Fantastic Four film that we never got. And it's hilarious. It has so much heart. It's the best Pixar film, in my opinion. It's one of the best superhero films. It was almost on my list. But I couldn't put it on here just because I like these films more. Mm -hmm. But Incredibles deserves an honorable mention, man. I love that movie uh, so much. (laughs) But... That does it for honorable mentions. We just wanted to give those a shout out because we'd like to put it up there, but we just they don't fit up there in the top ten. But how we're gonna be doing this as we get into it now, as we get into the thick of it, we're going to say our favorite our movie in the place that it's at, and then we're gonna say our favorite scene from that movie. We're not really gonna talk about what we don't like with this film, because this is an appreciation why we like these videos and why it's in our top 10. So, Ethan Wensloff, what is number 10 on your list?
1: This this is when uh, it all starts, man. This is when nope. people are going to be yelling at their uh, their podcast device. So, at my number 10, I, re- I really have to think about this. This is the movie I put in, and it bumped Spider-Man 2 out. This movie, I really feel bad about not putting it higher, but I do not connect with this universe or these characters as much Mm. so at number 10 number 10 i have Zack snyder's justice league
0: Mm. okay
1: and this movie it is it's very good it's a good movie and i do enjoy it the action sequences are awesome and my favorite scene from this movie is I, i have the quote up right here i just want to read it it is when cyborg looks at the the box and he says it's too late And we pan out. And everyone knows this scene. Yeah. Cuts to flash. (laughs) Yep. He he says, okay, just got to go faster than the speed of light. Far beyond the speed of light. You got to break the rule, Barry. And you got to do it now. Then he starts to run. And you know that music kicks in. Dad, whatever happens now, I just want you to know. Your kid was one of them, Dad. One of the best of the best.
0: One of the best of the best. Oh.
1: (laughs) And he runs. And he says, make your own future, make your own past. It's all right now. And that that scene is just, I love that scene. I love what this movie did for the Flash character. And just giving Zack Snyder and the Justice League the justice they deserve, giving them a good film. But where this movie loses points for me is it does have to shoehorn a Flash origin and a cyborg origin into this movie which really does affect it a little, in my opinion. And it, this movie is long at some parts. Some scenes... It is divided into four. It, what is it? a four-hour movie? Four, hour, four it, hours and one minute. Yeah, it's divided into four parts, which it helps, but it's still... It's a very weird format for a movie. And rewatch... It makes rewatching it very hard. And my one critique with Zack Snyder is he loves his slow-motion scenes. And this this really works in the flash scene, but the, there's just so many cuts to a dope action sequence where it's slowed down, and for me the slow motion really takes me out of the scene and lets you ingest every little bit of flaw in every in all the frames. So that is where it loses points. But that being said, all the characters in this movie are awesome. Uh, dude, the standout to me is Wonder Woman. She is a beast in this movie. I can't say it enough. Gal Gadot is just awesome in that role. And, yeah, I, it's my number 10. If I liked it more, it, it'd be up higher. But this is where I put it.
0: I like it. It's a great number 10. My number 10 is a little controversial, but I'll explain my reasoning to it. Um, it is Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm, okay. It is the most recent introduction into Spider-Man. It's, it deserves a higher spot on my list it's just not there yet mm-hmm. because it's so new yeah okay so it's totally a top 10 superhero film for me there is so much right with this film that they did and my favorite scene in this movie it, 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 there's so many scenes you could point to and i could argue for any one of them but my favorite scene is when ned and mj come up to the rooftop and they hug peter and we get a pan up to toby and Andrew. <laughs> And they come down and they have the greatest conversation in any movie ever where you have three different Spider-Men talking about their trauma after you see a traumatic event happen in Tom's life. My Uncle Ben was killed. It was my fault. I lost Gwen. My, um, she was my MJ. I couldn't save her. I'm never going to be able to forgive myself for that. But I carried on, tried to, um, try to keep going, try to keep being the, uh, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, because I know that's what she would have wanted. But at some point, I just, I stopped holding my punches. I got rageful. I got bitter. I just don't want you to end up like, like me. The night Ben died, I hunted down the man who I thought did it. I wanted him dead. I got what I wanted. It didn't make it better. It helps connect all the dots between these three Spider-Men. And so much emotion is delved up into this scene. And Andrew goes, you know, I got some idea of what you're going. And he stopped immediately by Tom. And he's like, don't tell me you know what I'm going through. And we know that they do. Uh-huh. They've been yeah. through it, man. I lost Gwen. She she was my MJ. So much emotion is in that scene, man. It, it's so freaking good but everything about this movie willem defoe is so good alfred molina is so good i even like jamie fox he's hilarious like he looks at peter he's like can i ask you a question are these your legos <laughs> i love that scene like dude everything about this film is so so good and just the ending fight the ending scene the cafe scene is is the one i originally had as my favorite scene when he goes in and he realizes mm-hmm. that he can't have what he wants it's textbook spider-man it's so good, man, and it deserves to be higher on my list. I just put it at number 10 because it's so new and it needs time to ingrain itself yeah. into pop culture. But
1: Saturate, resonate in your mind. Exactly,
0: and that's why I put it as, as, as okay, my number yeah. 10. But it is, without a doubt, one of my favorite superhero movies. One of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. They just handled fan service so well, but that, that's my number 10.
1: Respected, yeah. Alright, on to my number 9 then. On my number 9, I have The Avengers.
0: The original? The OG? The
1: original Avengers. This movie was the first MCU movie I saw in theaters. And it it still knocks my socks off to this day. I Every aspect of this movie is just great. And for it, it did what the Justice League wanted to do. I mean, obviously, Justice League came years later. Or the, jo- the Justice League, as we'll dub it. Yeah. But this movie is just... It's so fun. And you get to see all these characters' dynamics come together in a way you haven't seen before. And my favorite scene in this movie is the put-on-the-suit scene. Let's go a few rounds. Yeah, let's go a few rounds. Put-on-the-suit. thats I love that scene because you get to see... Yeah, these are all heroes. They all have superpowers. Or not all of them, but they all... Are supposed to be on this team, but they are not getting together. They are having problems. And you really see the the relationship between Steve and Tony Form in this movie. They do not like each other. And that scene just it's shot so well and ends with uh Bruce Banner holding the scepter, Loki Scepter. And it's from start to finish it is so good. Just love them arguing. I, I love that scene. Yeah, what do you have to
0: say? It's amazing. It's so good. I remember that was the first film that I watched again and again and over and over and over again. I I was driving to Florida, and I just remember playing it at a certain scene when Iron Man flies back. And I watched the final battle like seven times on my way to Florida. And it really is a staple to how much the MCU was built and how it took its time to create a well-connected universe, and it all pays off in a $1.5 billion film for Marvel. And it's the staple of how the MCU is. It's how every team-up Marvel movie compares itself to. Like, this is the start. This is the template of how you use the films from that point. That's a great number nine, man. It... I don't think this movie... No, yeah, this movie didn't make my list, but it is, without a doubt, a great film. Mm -hmm. I I really like
1: that. The first of its kind, man. The first Marvel crossover movie we got. Yep. And who knew we'd get better ones than this, man? man. The MCU, just Kevin Feige.
0: And That's the thing, man. Round of applause. How could they top it? We keep saying that after every big Marvel movie, but they keep doing it, so... (laughs) That's a great number nine, man. Um, My number nine is... Um uh, the dark knight rises oh okay the dark knight rises yes christopher nolan's batman trilogy is an absolutely fantastic piece of fiction and i could not not put these films on my top 10 list the dark knight rises is i think the weakest in his batman trilogy but it's all so good man like Everything in this movie it all culminates so well in an epic ending and that that's that's my favorite scene the ending sequence when he has a bomb he has to he has he found the bomb he's revealed to where it is and he goes there he's with commissioner gordon and he's sitting there and he's talking to him and he's like i never cared who you were and you are right For shouldn't the people know the hero who saved them a hero can be anyone even a man doing something a simple reassuring is putting a coat around a young boy's shoulders to let him know the world hadn't ended we get a flashback and we well we get a callback to the scene in batman begins when jim gordon puts the coat on bruce wayne as a boy and that's when he realizes that he's not going to tell him who he is but he knows who he is and he's like questions bruce wayne And, yeah, that's the last person you'd expect, the eccentric billionaire. But then he lifts off, and it's him flying off, and we get an epic scene with Alfred crying by his craving. He's like, I failed you, sir. You trusted me, and I failed you. After we haven't seen him in, like, the whole movie after he leaves Bruce. And, dude, holy crap. We get an epic scene of him, like, referring to his line previously when he goes to a cafe and every time i would look across and i would look to see you and i'd have this vision of you a wife a couple of kids and he looks over and he sees him with selena kyle now did that actually happen we don't really know but we all we do is you wouldn't say anything to me and neither are i to you but we both know that you made it and he looks at him and he nods and he picks up his paper and he leaves and, dude, just the ending of this film is so, so good. I I couldn't not put these movies on mm-hmm. my list. Yeah. They're just so good. And it, it, these movies are what separate the Marvel movies from the Dark Knight Rises because the Marvel movies are good because they're in a series of films. and And they're also pretty well made. But they're in a series of films where they build off of each other. And there's a lot of, like, interconnectivity into it. And I love that. But the Dark Knight and Batman Begins and the Dark Knight Rises are good. They can stand on its own mm-hmm. and still yeah. be good films, even great films. Yeah, uh-huh. and Bane is fabulous in this film. Even though you can barely understand what he's saying, he is so good. The fire rises. You thought the darkness was your all right, dude. It's so good. Like, if we hadn't just have gotten a great Heath Ledger performance with Joker, this movie would be like so awesome. It's just. There's no superhero movie that can compare to that movie, in my opinion. So, Dark Knight Rises is my number nine, man. It is a great, great film, and grossly underrated. People don't really give it the credit it deserves. It's just because it came after The Dark Knight. So, that is my number nine.
1: Though That whole trilogy is just fantastic. And, like you said, as Marvel was forming the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU... DC was putting out these amazing movies. And all credit to them, they came out with this awesome trilogy and it holds up, man. It is so good. And people bash on DC a lot because they were behind with uh, their DCEU. But they were making this when Marvel started the MCU. So, I mean, give give them the credit where the credit is due. This trilogy is awesome. And this movie is not an exception to just the whole trilogy it's great i do really like this movie this movie did not make my top 10 but bane is severely underrated and yeah if if it had went like this if it had went uh batman begins dark knight rises and then dark knight it be mm. people would be blown away by how amazing this trilogy is but you have Heath ledger's joker which we'll definitely talk about more on this list yes in the second movie. And following that, of course, Tom Hardy could not live up to Heath Ledger. But he does a fantastic job.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
1: And Batman is is just an awesome character. I, I'll tell you why this isn't on my list. I have not seen these movies in a good amount of time. Mm. So maybe maybe we'll do a, a list again next year. But
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: All right, what? On to my uh, number eight? Number, yep. Ooh, I feel bad about this being a number eight. But uh, what I wrote is what I wrote. Yep. Number eight, I have Into the Spider-Verse. And this movie, if you want to argue it's number one, I don't disagree. But I just, every other movie above this, I just enjoy more. This movie is great from start to finish. It is one of the best comic book movies we've ever gotten. And definitely the best translation from screen or from page to screen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what it did was how it brought in these, brought these six Spider-Men together, basically gave us six Spider-Man origin stories in a movie and made it work. It is such a good movie. And my favorite scene in this movie is I wrote the whole movie, <laughs> which <laughs> cause every scene okay. builds off each other, but it's true. It's, it's gotta be the, it's a leap of faith at the end when they're in the super collider. And, uh, miles morales is holding on to peter b parker he's like how do i know i'm not gonna mess it up again you won't
0: right hate to the faith
1: he lets him go yeah like i said i feel bad putting this at eight but this is just a great
0: movie. It's so good, man. Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because it's going to appear on my mm-hmm. list later, but it's it's fabulous, man. That's a great number eight. My number eight is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Okay, yeah. That is That is my favorite Captain America movie. It's top-tier quality MCU. Still to this day, this movie that came out in 2014 after the universe was... By that time, it would, the universe was big, but by now, it's still considered a pretty small, self-contained film. With Black Widow and Nick Fury, but every bit of acting stands out in this movie. My favorite scene is when Bucky's beaten a crap out of Captain America on the ship after he's been shot twice. Know my mission. Know <laughs> my mission. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to fight you. You're my friend. You know me. No, I don't! And he goes back and forth, and he keeps punching him, man. And he's like, know my mission. And he goes, then finish it, because I'm with you to the end of the line, pal. Dude, the emotion I felt watching that. It's also, it, it might hold a special place in my heart, because it was the first MCU movie I saw in theaters. But, I, dude, the emotion I felt during that scene is just so good, man. it Every bit of that movie is great from start to finish and i think it would be a disservice if i didn't have this movie and honestly i really wanted to put the first avenger on this on this list mm-hmm. too because i really liked that film but it just it didn't make it obviously because there's just too many good uh-huh. movies but winter soldier holds a candle and still to this day is one of the best mcu movies because of how self-contained it is because of how serious it is and we don't really have the possibility of making a Marvel movie like this anymore. The jokes are very well handled, but there's barely any of it mm-hmm. in this. And I think that was what really helped this movie succeed because the relationship with Bucky and Cap is great. And also the relationship between Cap and Black Widow is also great. And We get this aged Nick Fury whose way of doing things is behind the times. And, in, and uh, so, uh, what is it? Councilman Pierce. He's also great in this film. Robert Redford. We forget that he was in the MCU. Definitely deserves my, um, what, number seven spot. Or, no, that's number eight. Number eight, yep. That's my number eight.
1: Yeah, that, I'm glad you said that because my number seven is the direct follow-up movie to that movie, which I believe is the best one-two punch in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The best movie to come right after. So you have... The Winter Soldier. Then right after, the movie that surprised everyone. You have Guardians of the Galaxy. And dude, this movie is... Dude, it is a step above what I view the MCU. If that makes any sense. Because this is its own world. And it establishes its own characters. And it just feels very big and grand. And Chris Pratt in the... Leading role as uh, Star Lord, Peter Quill, fantastic, and everyone else to support him is great, and it, this movie is just so good from start to finish. The best scene, of course, is the ending when uh, the uh, Peter Quill does his little dance off.
0: Dance off, bro! <laughs> you and me.
1: Then he grabs a power stone, and then all the Guardians form yeah. hands. And then Groot forms the tree around them. says, so We are Groot. And then he he dies. We all think he dies. But no, there's a little little stick left of him. But I, I just love this movie, dude. It, it is so good. James Gunn really brought a new energy to the MCU. And this was really... This movie changed the MCU forever. Because this is the first movie that has that humorous side to it Mm. and the mc realized oh dang this works people like this humor and for better or worse that's how every mcu movie has been since then yep but there's a reason for that is because this movie started it
0: it was a great way to print money after that because (laughs) pretty much no movie except for ant-man and the wasp was considered a flop after Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I mean, we really got a lot of heroes, man, and a lot of movies. And I think you're right. You're dead on when you say this movie is absolutely fantastic because of the soundtrack and Peter Quill alone. But it is also, it treads the line between humor and emotion mm-hmm. really well because you do have a pretty serious narrative. Peter Quill's mom is a driving emotion in this movie. And there are some genuinely sad scenes. I think. Both of the Guardians films really do well with all of that. So, and that's a great number seven, man. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is really, yeah, really good. I will
1: say, Guardians 2 has my favorite scene out of the Guardians movie. It's that scene with Yandu at the end of Guardians 2. Yes. But movie-wise, Guardians Guardians 1 is better.
0: See, I, I think Guardians 2 beats it just, do just, you? just by a hair. Yep. Hmm. They're both fantastic. Okay. I mean, they both go together well, but... I think Guardians 2 beats it just a little bit. Yeah, respect it. My number seven is Batman Begins. Ooh,
1: you're really just sprinkling this whole trilogy in here, yeah?
0: Absolutely. There's no way you can't. Dark Knight Rises is the weakest one, but Batman Begins is so fantastic. You you started off with this whole inner monologue, and why do we fall, Bruce? so that we can learn to pick ourselves up. We don't know how much that line is going to mean to him until we get to the Dark Knight Rises with an epic scene. I forgot to mention the Rise sequence in Dark Knight Rises is so epic. But my favorite scene in Batman Begins is when he's training with Ra's al Ghul. And you get this whole monologue of how to deal with fear and everything that goes along with that as he's trying to seek the means to fight injustice. And, dude... There, there's a scene, a quiet scene, right when Bruce falls into the, the uh, ice. And he's sitting there and he's freezing and he's warming his chest. And you get this story, the only really real like character development you get for Ra's al Ghul. And he's sitting there talking about his one great love and how she was taken from him. Dude, that scene gives me chills every time I watch it. I wasn't always here in the mountains. I had a wife, my great love, she was taken from me, like you I was forced to learn there are those without decency who must be fought without hesitation, without pity. Your anger gives you great power, but if you let it, it will destroy you. But just the scene across the ice, always mind your surroundings, which is paid off immediately after that. And then he legit wages a one-man war on crime. As a symbol, I can be incorruptible. That's what he tells Alfred. As a man, I'm weak. I can be taken down. But as a symbol, as the Batman. And it just speaks to who Batman is as a character. And it's such a great introduction. And I do really like Scarecrow in this movie. I think he's underrated because Joker and Bane after him are so well done well done villains but dude batman begins is a great beginning to this and that's that's why it's my number 7 man
1: i respect that yeah the the nolan trilogy is 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 awesome but yeah i don't have that movie in my top top 10 next is uh captain america winter soldier at number 6 it really was that movie the first great movie in the mcu where you're like Dang, this, this is the superhero genre, but these movies can be fantastic. And just from the opening scene on the the boat, you knew this movie is going to be crazy. These action sequences are already awesome. And my favorite scene is, of course, the because I'm with you to the end of the line. But uh, the elevator sequence is awesome. The first fight between Bucky and uh, Steve on the road. I think is also great. You you said everything that I'd wanted to say. I
0: know, I kind of stole your thunder. No, He's... yeah, it
1: doesn't matter. Because people have seen this, they know how good this movie is. Oh yeah. And just establishing that cuz what? This is the movie where um Peggy passes away, isn't it?
0: No, she passes away in Civil War. Does she?
1: But he goes to He goes to he see her. her. That's a great scene. Yes. Man. And what happens later in Endgame really mm-hmm. just Makes it so much better.
0: (sighs) Yep. It's true, man. So, I mean, I've said everything I got to say about that movie. That's a great number six, are we on?
1: Yeah, we're on six. Shoot.
0: Okay. All right. So, this is going to be a controversial one, a really controversial one. Um, My number six is a grossly misunderstood and underrated superhero film. It is Batman versus Superman. Mm, That is my number six Better than, yes, Batman Begins. And, yes, The Dark Knight Rises. And, yes, Captain America Winter Soldier. I'm telling you, so many people don't get this movie. And it's not just because I just watched The Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong About Batman vs. Superman. I have defended this movie since its inception. I've always liked Batman vs. Superman. And it's so misunderstood, man. I love this movie so much. It has so much depth. And when I, I... when I find myself going back to rewatch this movie, I find it such a pain that these movies will not be continued. I, I hold out hope, but I don't think so because of Ben Affleck's recent comments about how he's leaving, how his send-off is good in The Flash. Yeah. And I just, oh, it's such wasted potential because a lot of people wanted a beat-em-up film that's two hours long. And what we got was a character study on not just Batman, but Superman as well. And a thought-out, just a, a really good movie. People didn't want to see that, though, in 2016. We were right in the middle of Marvel at its height. People wanted to see that with jokes, and that's not what this movie, or the really the DC universe, sets out to be. And Batman kills in this movie. Yeah, he does. And it's not saying that that's a good thing. The movie's telling you that this is a Batman that's lost and he needs to find his way back. And guess who find guess who helps him find his way back? It's Superman. I'd also like to address the Martha controversy, how each of their mothers has the same name. Now, a lot of people point to that scene as that's the worst scene in the film because it's so dumb. Why would he turn around and say that, that they're now friends because their mother has the same name? No, you're not watching the movie the right way if you think that scene is stupid. It's the scene where Batman finally realizes that this alien who... He has only thought of as an alien, as a god, has a mother and is, a, is also a human as well. Why in his last moments would he say, save Martha? And yeah, okay, his mother does have the same name as him. But yeah, guess, guess what Batman thinks about all the time? His parents. That's the one thing that he thinks about and wishes he could go back on. And here's his chance now. He can save Superman's mother like because he couldn't save his own mother there is so much emotion in that scene and you get the flashback in that scene of martha dying like that's what you should be getting and yeah i do get that it's a little bit hard to understand but that's one of the most emotional scenes in my opinion but the best scene in that movie is superman sacrifice i love you no No, Clark, you can't. This is my world. No, Clark, don't. You are my world. No. 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 Throughout this whole film, you find humanity, waging war on superman. This guy doesn't deserve to be here. We don't want him here. He's all powerful. Lex says it. If he's all powerful, if me, if God is all powerful, he cannot be all good. If God is all good, he cannot be all powerful because why does he allow these things to happen? The whole world is against Superman. And he looks at Lois Lane and he, really his one big connection to humanity and he says, "This is my world. You are my world." And he makes a sacrifice to legit save the world who is going after him time and time again in this film. And it's it legit is heartbreaking because he sits there and as he dies, you see it on his face. And you see it effectively move Wonder Woman and Lois and Batman all throughout there. It's why Batman does what he does in Justice League. This is the hope that is brought back to Batman because of Superman's sacrifice. And the soundtrack in this movie is so great, but it's the best track in this movie is when Superman's death happens and you pan across the city dude this movie is so good and I love it every time I watch it and I wish more people liked it because we got a really thought-provoking a, a movie that is still talked about to that do you do you find people still talking about civil war the way people still talk about batman versus superman no because civil war is there it's you, what you see is what you get and that's not to say it's a fantastic movie i love civil war but batman vs superman is still talked about to this day because of the controversy and because of how many people like this film but because of how many people hate it they go back and forth there are a lot of people who love it. There are a lot of people who hate it. I'm in that camp. I love this movie so much and I wish more people could understand why. Now, there are some gripes with it. I don't really like Lex Luthor. Jesse Eisenberg is not that great, but this movie is grossly underrated. I wish more people would like it, but that's why it's at my number 6. I'm sorry. I'm going on a, a, a I'm going on a monologue. No, this is what this soundtrack is all about, <laughs> this podcast is all about. Your
1: passion for this movie speaks for itself. And, yeah, I love that you shouted out Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. Great podcast, by the way. Yes. If you don't already listen to it. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> I can't top that, man. Do you, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't I, I, got I, an argument for that.
0: I just, I've just i argued with this with a lot of people, and I've seen a lot of people argue with it over the Internet, and I, I wish that the DCU had the same treatment that Marvel got. I do agree that they t- went about it in the wrong way, but Zack Snyder knows how to make a darn good film, and he did it with this movie. And I, For those of us who like the film, we got a great Batman vs. Superman film, and I just wish more people would like it. But that's my, that's my number six.
1: Respect you, Ben, for doing that. that, that I don't think that would appear in anyone else's top ten, but good for you for taking that jump. All right. <laughs> my number five, <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. This movie did what we never thought a movie could do. It took the canceled Sam Raimi Spider-Man universe. It took the canceled Mark Webb Spider-Man universe. And it took the MCU Tom Holland Spider-Man universe. And it brought all three together in just such a satisfying way. I'm still just sitting here baffled that they pulled this off because there was never an intention when they canceled both of those previous uh, renditions of Batman. Or not Batman. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, man. Right. There was no plan to do this major crossover event. But then Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out. Like, dang, this is a good idea. We should do this in live action. And they, they pull it off, man. And I will say, the beginning half of this hour, beginning half of this movie, it is a little tough in a rewatch. But the second half of this movie, dude, you could rewatch it every day for the rest of your life. And it is so fantastic. Just the justice it gives to Andrew Garfield's character. Yes,
0: yes. The best part of this movie.
1: is I wouldn't say is the best part of this movie. Well, no, I wouldn't say that either. He but I,
0: I just like him so much. Just, Go ahead.
1: Sorry. I, I'm still not a fan of the amazing Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. but Andrew Garfield is one of my favorite actors, and he hit it home in this movie. He acted his heart out in every scene he was in. The emotion you see on his face is just great. And I actually saw a fan edit. Was, uh, it was Ned. He was opening a portal. He's like, let me see Spider-Man, and it opens, and it's Gwen Stacy.
0: Oh, man. And it
1: cuts to uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and his face. It's from the Uncle Ben scene.
0: Oh, man. And
1: his face just is so good. And I was like, dang it, dude. That, that scene is great. Yeah. But, no, this this movie just bring all these villains together and all these Spider-Men together in a way that works is just – unbelievable how they pulled this off and not only that but making it a tom holland story making it about him him getting his quote-unquote origin story yeah jokes jokes on everyone they use six movies to give tom holland his origin story and it worked so well
0: yes absolutely Uh,
1: that's my one gripe with every marvel movie is origin stories are too quick hmm they're too fast. You start a movie and then 40 minutes into Damn. the movie, this character is a superhero. That's my one gripe with superhero movies. is It's too rushed.
0: What's your favorite scene in this movie? I, I, I'm curious. My
1: favorite scene is the scene you highlighted. The rooftop scene. The rooftop <sighs> scene. is so good. But any scene where these three Honestly. Spider-Men are together is just so dang enjoyable. But uh, the one scene that's still just is indented in my head. And let me let me pull up the line right here.
0: Oh, if it's the scene, if it's the scene. This, okay, this movie is so weird. I still can't believe it happened and that we're in an era where we can talk about this movie. And I, I, I think I know the scene that you're about to, to say. Yes.
1: It's Spider-Man right after Aunt May's death. Yes. He's standing in front of the Daily Bugle broadcast. And J. Jonah Jameson takes it away. Tragedy. What else can I call it? What more need be said? The damage, the destruction. You saw with your own eyes. When will people wake up and realize that everywhere Spider-Man goes, chaos and calamity ensue. Mm. Everything Spider-Man touches comes to ruin and we, the innocents, are left to pick up the pieces. J. Jonah Jameson reporting. Good night. And God help us all. That that scene screams spider-man to me he has had the biggest loss of his life and now he is standing there in front of the sign while the world crucifies him for doing what a hero does just trying to save people he's trying to save these villains and i really think that whole story of him wanting to resurrect these villains quote-unquote and not wanting to send them to their death, speaks to Tom Holland's character. And every time I think of all the Spider-Man actors, Tom Holland is just my favorite. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. I think, yep. which
1: Spider-Man do I want to sit in a room with and be my friend? It's Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Toby, he's a little too awkward. And he, <laughs> the way he treats MJ, in especially Spider-Man 3, really hits me. Andrew Garfield, great actor. But I don't know, his... Uh, He's not really my type of guy. He,
0: Tom Holland. But Tom Holland, bro,
1: doubt. he hangs out with Ned. He references Star Wars. He builds freaking Legos, dude. Dude, yes. I, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is just a great portrayal of the character because it is a teenager. It's just the story of what would happen if a teenager got bit by a radioactive spider and had to be a superhero. And where the Tom Holland movies exceed, in my opinion, are the high school uh, dynamic and the cast of characters. What's great about the Raimi trilogy? The cast of characters. J. Jonah Jameson, everyone at the Daily Bugle. You Mm -hmm. got James Franco. You got Mary Jane. You got Aunt May, Uncle Ben. What does the Amazing Spider-Man lack? That cast of characters. Who are your main characters in those movies? You have Aunt May. You have Peter and Gwen. They don't really have that big mashed together group of fun characters you like to see. And this, the MCU, characters are just everywhere. Spider-Man, we got to see Spider-Man interact with the Avengers. And, I don't know, I'm just going on a rant on why I love Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Oh, it's a, but,
0: it, absolutely. But
1: this movie, it just did what no other movie could do. And we, we never thought they would do this. It took the mess that was all these Spider-Man movies. They made it one cohesive story. And it still amazes me that they did this.
0: It's so good, man. It's honestly... When you were talking about the scene on the rooftop with J. Jonah Jameson, I mean, that's textbook Spider-Man. I was getting chills. And the fact that that's a scene that exists in a scene where... In a movie where there are so many scenes that I can't believe exist... With a Spider-Man that we are just basically getting to know at this point. He has another full trilogy coming up with no help. He is him on his own. And I am so looking forward to what's coming. It it definitely does. I mean, th- it doesn't deserve number 10 on my list. It deserves way higher. It's just there yeah, because I uh-huh. need time to settle on where to put this in my list. But that's so good. I agree.
1: And I'm really looking forward to, in this next trilogy, getting a Peter... And J. Jonah Jameson dynamic, yes. like we saw in the Raimi trilogy. Because mm-hmm. Raimi trilogy, it always felt like the hatred towards Spider-Man was in a playful manner. Yes. You know, he's a menace, you know. But this, it, it comes from Jameson's heart. Mm-hmm. And it hits Peter's heart. That Those two hate each other. And I would just love to see a dynamic where Tom's Peter is working for the Daily Bugle.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's
1: like bottom of the barrel. Spider-Man has nowhere else to go. He needs a job. He needs money. He's no family, no friends to turn to for money. He has to work for J. Jonah Jameson. Of course he can get pictures of Spider-Man. Of course he can.
0: I think they're going to full, go full-out comic book accuracy for what's coming up.
1: And that's, where, that's why the Raimi trilogy is so beloved. Yes. Because they had the first shot at it. They... Could tell every classic Spider-Man trope. They could hit every beat, note for note, mm. and the uh, other movies after that couldn't. The Amazing Spider-Man. They tried doing something way different, and it didn't didn't pay off. And same with the MCU. People call this uh, Spider-Man Iron Boy Jr. It it's just really hard when uh, the Raimi trilogy took everything, because anything that comes after that oh, that's a direct copy. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this movie delivered three Spider-Men that we can all just smile and love for being unique in their own ways, mm. it's just its great.
0: It is, it, is, it is beautiful, man. Beautiful number five. My number five is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm, okay. Right after Batman versus Superman, it squeaks ahead just a little bit because it is his pure vision uninterrupted everything that zack snyder wanted to do he got to do in this film and it is a movie i never thought we'd see but a movie i wanted to see so badly because justice league was so bad and i didn't think this movie would be as good as it was but it's legit one of my favorite superhero movies of all time it's number five it cracks my top five it has so many good scenes and I, my favorite is definitely Flash saves the universe. But I'll do a different scene be, for the sake of it. I have always, and this is what I hate most about that they're canceling this. I have always wanted to see, ever since Batman vs Superman, the nightmare sequence. I've always wanted to see a continuation of that. I wish we were getting Justice League too because that's the full, that's the movie we'd be getting is the Justice League set up in the nightmare sequence. Way into the future, Darkseid's taken over the Earth with Superman. But we get this this epic scene with Batman and the Joker and Jared Leto. And I love that scene so, so much. When it was teasing the trailers, I got so excited. But they're sitting there and they're talking about what makes Joker Joker and what makes Batman Batman. And Batman literally curses at Joker. And, dude, it... It is everything I want to see and everything I don't think I ever will be able to see, unfortunately. But I love that nightmare sequence. I think Jared Leto plays that Joker really well because in hindsight, I think he does it a little bit better. But we get just a glimpse of the future that we'll never see and a continuation of that one scene from Batman vs. Superman where Batman literally goes ham on everyone in the warehouse. That's another great scene from Batman vs. Superman, but... Everything in Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think, is pretty good, and every like, there's a certain scenes where I think would cut out. I think some of this movie does need to be cut down, but I like that it's his pure vision. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah,
1: uninterrupted. It's everything he he wanted wanted to
0: to do, and Dark Dark Side is in this movie. He's not even in Justice League, and. Steppenwolf is way better. Every character is way better. Cyborg and Flash are better. Aquaman is awesome. Everyone's motivations are better. And it's just, it is a staple. And it will always, like, I'm not going to go sit down and watch this because it's four hours. It's like a Lord of the Rings venture. But whenever I do my rewatch, I'll watch Man of Steel, mm-hmm. Batman vs Superman, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's that's the trilogy that I hold to. And I, I wish they would continue, but it, I don't think it will ever happen, unfortunately. When you when you finish this movie, you want to see more of it. You like, do.
1: I I'll say that. Yeah,
0: legitimately, because he ends it off so, with so much future. Like the last scene in the movie is really great, because Batman wakes up from the nightmare sequence, and he goes outside and he sees Martian Manhunter, and we get an oh, an awesome scene. You know, I never thought I'd see the defenders of Earth united and fighting as one. It wouldn't have happened without you, Bruce your mother and father would be proud I hope so well I'll be in touch oh
1: and some have called me the Martian Manhunter
0: he flies off and we get four autumn his daughter who passed away during the filming of this movie and dude it's just such a good movie it was on your list as number 10 but it's it's my number five dude it's a continuation from a universe that I love. And I really like Zack Snyder's Justice League. I
1: can't believe that the, the Justice League happened. The It's just bizarre that Josh Whedon saw the Snyder cut and was like, no, nah, let me cut this in half and add these really stupid scenes.
0: I will say it's not totally Josh Whedon's fault because the studio is the ones who really set this in motion. Yeah. I think if he, if he was there, he would have included some more scenes, but... I think it's the studio's fault to blame because you you know why that they released it where they did. It's because the studio executives were given a bonus if they were able to release this movie in November of mm. 2017. So that's why they released it. They wanted money, and that's when you get that horrible movie.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like, hey guys, release this movie so we can uh, just get on pace with the MCU. Right. It's like no, that that never works. Rush projects hardly ever work. All right, my number four, bringing in the top four, I have Avengers Endgame.
0: All right, well, we'll do this in tandem then, because that's my number four as well, Avengers Endgame. (laughs) Yep.
1: This movie, just capping off the 22-movie saga that is the Infinity Saga in just an epic fashion. For my favorite scene, I put in quotes, the whole last hour of the movie. Oh. <laughs> 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 because the, just everything from the second Thanos shows up, or the second Hulk snaps, mm. the movie is non-stop, top-tier Marvel content. But, of course, you've got I Like Cap lifting Mjolnir, and the portals opening up. Yep. And all our heroes returning.
0: So that is my favorite scene. On your left. The portal scene. Yes. Captain Sam, can you hear me? On your left. Bro, it... Like when I saw that I I look back to the theater reaction of that film and when everyone was returning there was like clapping and cheering oh yeah let's go! Spider-Man returned huge cheer and when Captain America said Avengers! Assemble my whole theater (laughs) everyone stood up and was screaming and cry like, dude, I would, tears were coming down my eyes, but legitimately, I was so happy during that scene. We'd never heard the Avengers Assemble in live action, and we finally got it, with a war between, like Thanos points his spear and they charge, and they, dude, thinking back to that scene, nothing will, like Spider-Man No Way Home, there was a lot of great cheers and reactions, but I don't think it reached the level that Avengers Endgame got for me, because, dude, I love that movie. And
1: And I did, I rewatched this movie after No Way Home, just to see how it fared. And it is better than No Way Home. I agree. And for the first time, I cried in the last scene. I shed a little tear for Cap.
0: Ethan, you're not a crier. No, as he's dancing with Peggy, you
1: see it through the window and the music's playing. He finally got his dance, man. That, it's just, it's so great. Just being able to rewatch these movies and know Cap, Cap gets his happy ending. Yes, it's so good.
0: And I think it's the saddest thing that Tony has to sacrifice himself. I think it's the perfect way to end his character. But that is when I'm I'm not kidding when I say I was crying from the from the time Spider Man jumped down to the rent, to the end of the movie. It was it's so emotionally resonant, and the fact that he recorded himself, he gave a little recording at the end for Morgan. What am I tripping for? Everything's going to work out exactly as we intended it. I love you 3000. Dude, everything about Avengers Endgame is so nice for fans of the MCU. Like, you can't be an MCU fan and not enjoy this movie, man. I don't know how you can't. It's a perfect season finale to a series of films. That's, that's how I look at it. You can't just watch this movie, you know? You have to have a purpose behind watching this film because you can't just put it on. You know, it's like watching the season finale of a show. You can't do that. But when you have all the films leading up to it, and then you watch that movie, it's a perfect send-off to these
1: characters. And let me just, the ending of this movie goes perfectly with my favorite scene from The Avengers. And I have the quote here. Steve Rogers, big man in a suit of armor. Take it off, what are you? Tony Stark, genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. Steve Rodgers, I know guys with none of that worth 10 of you. I've seen the footage. The only thing you really fight for is yourself. You are not the guy to make the sacrifice play, to lay down on the wire and let the other guy crawl over you. Tony I think Star. I just
0: cut the wire. That's what he says. Tony <laughs>
1: Stark, I think I would just cut the wire. <laughs> Steve, you always have a way out. You know, you may not be a great, well, you may not be a threat, but you better stop pretending to be a hero. Tony Stark, a hero like you, you're a lab rat, Rogers. Or I think he says experiment. Laboratory experiment. Yeah, this says rat in the quote, but that's wrong. Everything special about you came out of a bottle. Steve Rogers, put on the suit. Let's go a few rounds. And just the way that contrasts the ending Mm. of the saga, Tony Stark is the guy to make the sacrifice to save everyone.
0: Cap says, There's always a way out, but not this time. Mm -hmm. And then for Cap, he says, everything special about you came out of a bottle. Mm -hmm. No, it didn't. He's able to wield Mjolnir. Yes, he is, dude. It contrasts both those characters in Endgame. It pays it off so well. And that's, that's what Endgame does. It pays off you as a fan so well. Everything you want happens. It's sad seeing Black Widow go, and it is beyond sad seeing Tony Stark go and you get to see Cap get his nice, happy ending with a, such a good scene with Falcon at the end. I, I, oh,
1: and the movie's great. Every time you watch it, Fa- Falcon should have got the shield. We all know that now. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think Bucky that's a good movie. Bucky is an ex hydra operative. He has thousands of people's lives on his yeah. Not thousands, that's a high number. Hundreds of people's lives on his hands. Mm-hmm. He's murdered tons of people. Sam, Sam was the guy. Sam is is the next symbol of hope for America. And people who hate on that, no, Bucky, you can tell by the way Steve says goodbye to Bucky in that final scene that he's already told Bucky his whole plan. Mm -hmm. And then it's even uh, further proven in the next cut where Bucky sees the the silhouette of old man Cap on the bench. Mm. And I don't remember the exact quote he says to Sam, but he's like, go over there. This one's for you, or something similar. He just to says, that. "Go ahead." Yeah, that's it. And he, and you see, uh, Sebastian Stan has this smirk on his face, like he's so happy for his friend. Mm-hmm. He and even
0: looks back. Falcon looks, Sam looks back at him, and Bucky nods to him after he's offered the shield by Cap. So yeah, of course, I think so. I agree, but that's a that's a that's a controversy for another day. You know that was back in the day. I think we all know that Cap should have got the uh, Falcon should have got the shield. He's capped now, because of.
1: But and another Endgame. critique with this movie is Thanos is too strong, mm. and he is really strong in this movie. And you're like, oh, in Infinity War he's wielding the gauntlet, and Thor's able to get that blow in his chest. But I'll say this, Thanos in Endgame. He's younger. I mean, maybe he has more energy, but he also has a bigger will. Yes. He wants it way more. Thanos, he doesn't want to kill anybody. He doesn't want to destroy anyone in Infinity War. He just wants to get the gauntlet and, quote-unquote, save the world in his mind, get rid of half the population. He'll do whatever it takes to get to that point, and he does. He snaps at the end. But this Thanos, he has a stronger will, a stronger determination. And so that is why I think he's stronger in this movie, Mm -hmm. and he's able to fight Iron Man, Cap, and thor in that final battle because his will to do what he wants is greater in this movie because what at the end of infinity war he's accomplished all he wants to do and even destroys the infinity stones that's all he wanted to do his life purpose is fulfilled and that's why when the avengers come in infinity war or no this is endgame they come in endgame and they lop off his head they almost had accomplished all he wanted to do he didn't want to fight anymore it's like yeah just take me but this younger version of Thanos, he wants it. He hasn't experienced this yet. He wants to get the gauntlet. He he is driven. So that that's my it's my uh, say for why he's so strong in Endgame.
0: Absolutely. So that is ten through four for us. Let's do a quick recap of what we got before we get into our top three favorite superhero movies. I've got Spider-Man No Way Home at 10. The Dark Knight Rises at number 9. Captain America the Winter Soldier at number 8. Number 7 is Batman Begins. Number 6 is Batman vs. Superman. Number 5 is Zack Snyder's Justice League. And number 4 is Avengers Endgame for me.
1: Alright, my top 10 are as follows. Number 10, the Snyder Cut. Number nine, The Avengers. Number eight, Into the Spider-Verse. Seven, Guardians of the Galaxy. Six, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Five, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Four, Avengers: Endgame.
0: All right. You can say I. We'll do your. We'll do you. You start with your number three. Number three, <sighs> the top three. This is it, man. This is this is big stuff. If it wasn't big already.
1: This one, hurts to put where I put it. Hmm. And oh, I know, no. oh, I know no. it is your number one. And number three, I have The Dark Knight. Wow. And this movie is so good. It really is. But the other two projects on this, I like better. I do. I, I re- really I, do.
0: We'll, we'll see if I respect your opinion based <laughs> on how well you defend these movies. But, yeah.
1: Heath Ledger's Joker is fantastic. And Christian Bale's Batman is also fantastic. And they get the dark, gritty uh, Gotham City so well. But there is a project on my list that I think gets the dark, gritty underworld even better than this movie. And we'll discuss that later. But this movie is great. And the end monologue is just fantastic. But uh, my favorite scene is at the end of the Joker and Batman fight. And Joker goes, You didn't think I'd risk losing the battle for Gotham's soul in a fist fight with you. No. You need an ace in the hole. Mine's Harvey. What did you do? I took Gotham's white knight, and I... Brought him down to our level. It wasn't hard. See, madness, as you know, is like
0: gravity. All it takes is a little push.
1: (laughs) 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 I know you'll defend this movie.
0: That. You... There's no need to defend it. You could make a case for any one of these films as number one. I'm just really interested to see what you put above this movie. That's what I'm, I think I can guess one of them, but I, uh, I'm interested. I thought you'd put this at number two, but uh, that's very interesting. I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to talk about this film in a minute.
1: But... Mm-hmm. Your passion for this film will outshine anything I have to say about this. But the also the boat, the ferry scene. When you have oh. the ferry with the convicts and the ferry with the citizens on it, and uh, Batman's faith in Gotham is restored when he sees that they do have a heart, and it, this movie could easily be number one. It really could, but I don't have it at number one.
0: At least it's in your top three. Mm-hmm. That's what that that that's what I'll say. Uh, my number three pick is. spider-man film Mm spider-man into the spider-verse one of the best superhero movies of all time you've already talked about it you have said a lot of things that you really like about it and we get six seven spider-man if you want to count the one that dies at the beginning but you get one of the most personable tales of spider-man ever and it's a statement to how much this movie is great because we don't know any of these spider man We know him in the comics. We know who Miles Morales is, but this is his first introduction, and the fact that it's done so well with Spider-Man, with Spider-Gwen, with Spider-Man Noir, with Penny Parker, with Spider-Ham, it's, it's absolutely insane, and we get a nice Fisk story. There is so much to this movie that there is to love, and there are surprisingly so many emotional scenes in this movie. One scene that speaks to me a lot is the scene when he's strapped in his chair after he gets the worst news of his life that he can't go help save his home, and that the Spider-Man of a different universe is going to stay behind, and he gets the talk from his father. I see this, this spark in you, it's, it's amazing, it's why I push you, but it's yours. Whatever you choose to do with it, you'll be great.
1: Look, call me when you can, okay?
0: I love you. You don't have to say it back though. It's it's a leap of faith, and that's that's the that's the core and that's I hate to pick the same scene as you, but it's my favorite scene in the movie. And I love when he says, How do I know I'm not gonna mess it up? And Miles says, You won't. And then he's like, Right, it's a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And you get this trumpet in the background and it's a quiet scene because of all the chaos going on but you just get the noise of a trumpet and I'm a soundtrack guy obviously but that scene is so nice and all he says is not bad kid not bad and it's oh man it's it's so good and I that's why Into the Spider-Verse cracks my top three because it's a legit top three Marvel movie now who's to say that it might change after I think about Spider-Man No Way Home more because it's a flip-flop, man. I still don't know. I would say No Way Home kind of squeaks by just a little bit, but I don't know yet. And it's why it's still why No Way Home is number 10. But Spider-Verse is, without a doubt, one of the, my favorite superhero movies, and it's why it's number three.
1: I will say this. In just the short amount of time he's on screen, Peter B. Parker, Jake Johnson's portrayal of that character, just the voice acting alone, I fell in love with this version of Spider-Man. Yep. And I... He, he'll be in Across the Spider-Verse, right? I He's got to so. be. I really want to see him again because he. people talk about who's better, Tom Holland, uh, uh, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire. Nah, bro, Jake Johnson, dude. Give him some respect.
0: Bro, even Chris Pine, Spider-Man at the beginning, he was pretty good, man.
1: That scene is really good. Yes, when Kingpin. When Kingpin Hulk smashes boom. him.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm forgetting. Hold on, before, before we end this talk about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, one of the best scenes, maybe this is my favorite scene actually, is um, White when he dies and you get the song, I'm not scared of the dark. I'm not scared. <laughs> Dude, it's so good and he goes throughout the city and we get the Stan Lee cameo. Um, it always fits eventually. Saying that anyone can wear the mask. You can wear the mask. It's so good, man. That's why it's number three. And That's why. And Yeah, Spider I'm not going to argue world.
1: that. I I put it really... I didn't get it as high as you, but... This is such a fun movie for mm-hmm. any age to sit down and oh, enjoy. Yeah. And I'm really mad that we talked about No Way Home and didn't even give William Willem Defoe the praise he deserves.
0: I think I did say that he's great. Okay. I, I, briefly, not enough. We did and, it, dude, we there, did it. There's stuff we're going to miss in all of these movies that are amazing. Like, it's just nature of the game, but I don't know. It is what it is. What what did you put as number two? I'm really, really curious, man. Number two,
1: I have Avengers Infinity War. I do think this movie is better than Endgame. Is it better than The Dark Knight? Probably not. But do I enjoy watching this movie more than The Dark Knight? I do, yes. This movie was the first of its kind. It brought so many characters together in a way we'd never seen before. We saw the other Avengers movies do it before, but not on this scale. Right. That's the
0: difference. That's why it's the first of its kind, because you legit have like 70 characters.
1: Yeah, and legit, you sit down, you watch this movie. It is entertaining from start to finish. You do not want to miss a second of this film every character's introduction i think is perfect
0: in this movie especially the guardians the dude when they fly in on the just, Bentar. just big words space <laughs> somewhere i'll say this avengers endgame is my number 2 as well Good. so we're just going to that. infinity war infinity yes, war yes infinity war that's that's my favorite i love
1: that we have the two avengers movies right right, right next spot. to each other yep but everything that happens on titan in this movie is my my favorite stuff of this film And just, you get uh, Tony, Doctor Strange. Dude,
0: Doctor Strange's fight is legit one of the coolest scenes. Because you see him there, and he's, he's, he's handling a stone. Just like Thanos does in Avengers Endgame, as he's waiting for the three Avengers to come to him. He's sitting there on a rock, twirling a stone. Dude, Avengers Infinity War is better than Endgame because it's easily the more rewatchable film and I think it handles so many characters so well and there are so many good scenes in this movie my favorite scene is the ending scene the last scene in the film when Thanos sits down there's no audio and it's only made so great because of Alan Silvestri's score titled Porch and it's just a violin playing and that's it and Thanos sits down after he completes his mission and looks across to his planet and he smiles and at the end of the movie after all of that chaos we end on one of the coolest notes of the film I mean there's so many great scenes but that is my favorite for sure
1: it really is just uh, a superhero movie that is focused on the villain and the villain wins Mm -hmm. villain gets all that he's accomplished and I'll tell you what Thanos that Thanos dies Satisfied in his mission. That Thanos has accomplished all he's wanted to do. And you don't ever see that. Ever. A villain winning and getting everything he wants and dying happily. It's bizarre to think of. It's true. It's bizarre to think of. And the fact that they were able to do it in such a shocking way. That dusting sequence. Holy cow. I. Being in the theater. Chills. I'd still. I haven't felt anything in my chest like that in my whole life, just seeing all these beloved characters dust away, and you're just baffled, you're speechless, you don't know what to say, but uh, the fight on Titan, when all the Avengers are throwing punches at Thanos, and they're trying their hardest, and Tony finally gets a whip on him, and you get this little itty-bitty scratch on Thanos, all that for a drop of blood.
0: Dude... It's such a cool line.
1: And then what follows is what I thought would be Tony's death.
0: So did I. I think everyone Which is why
1: I like this movie better than Endgame because of the suspense it brought me. Going into Endgame, I knew Cap was probably done. Tony hmm. was probably done. But in Infinity War, you don't know who's going to die. So that scene when Thanos takes Tony's nanotech, stabs it right back into him. I legit thought... Oh crap, this is this is the end for Tony. Oh shoot. Yeah. This is where he dies. But no. Thanos uses the space stone travels to Wakanda. <laughs> it's hard to pick a favorite scene. The the opening of this movie alone setting the tone on the Asgardian ship. This movie could easily be a number 1 and it probably is.
0: I think that Doctor Strange is so good in this movie, and he's why I'm so excited for Into the Multiverse of Madness. And his scenes throughout this, his interplay with Tony and Spider-Man is so good. What master do you serve? What kind of question is that? What am I supposed to say, Jesus?
1: Yeah, so I printed up that whole scene of dialogue. I'm not going to read it. But picking a favorite scene, I just printed up the whole Titan scene.
0: Dude. It's so, and then and then when he when he separates into a million doctor strangers and they throw their their uh, whips or whatever it is at Thanos, his fight with Thanos is so so good, and he delivers the, I think the greatest line in the movie, Tony, there was no other way. We're in the end game now. You're you're literally sitting there like, what the heck are you doing? And then he dusts, and then he's gone. It really, yeah, because you never saw these
1: awesome characters in an Avengers movie before. You get the Guardians and you get Doctor Strange for the very first time. And who do you pair them with? You pair them with Tony Stark and Peter Parker.
0: Oh my gosh. You have the most
1: iconic character in the MCU and the most iconic character in Marvel Comics paired up against these people we've never seen interact with Avengers before. And it's just so... Every... Dude, and when Hulk crashes in the sanctum at the beginning. Thanos, Thanos is coming. Dude. Just the whole vibe of this movie is great. And yep. I had this above The Dark Knight because of the emotionally rewarding process this movie is to
0: watch. I think we've, we've we've harped upon this. I just want to mention one more scene that I think needs to be mentioned. Thor arriving in Wakanda. That got... That was the only time my theater got up and cheered for Endgame, uh, for Infinity War. But my theater was up in arms when he did like that. Was one of the coolest scenes. I think it. It's one of the scenes where I went back and took my iPad the second time I watched it and filmed it because I wanted to watch that scene over and over again. Bring me Thanos. So, uh, yeah, of course. It's, it's my number two. It's your number two. It could be argued for number one. Absolutely. It's a great comic book movie. Uh, yeah, You know what? You go with your number one. Cause... Well, actually, you know what? I, I'll go with my number one because I don't know what your number one is. So, And I think everyone knows what my number one is at okay, this point. Yeah, go with your number one. Mine's The Dark Knight, obviously. And I think Heath Ledger's performance alone, alone, is why this movie is the best superhero film of all time his monologue i'm not kidding you when i say when i was 15 and kind of edgy going through my edgelord stage when i (laughs) dude i i was a weird kid back in the day but i'm not kidding you i have a clip on my phone that legit is me with joker makeup on reciting the (laughs) no way i'm not kidding i'll show it to you after this it's me reciting the joker's lines and it's see this is how crazy batman's made gotham you want order in gotham batman must take off his mask and turn himself in i i filmed it like he's doing with the camera yeah, there because uh-huh. i was so i memorized both of his monologues of how he got his scars we don't i love how it's left ambiguous his performance is so freaking good and it's what this it This movie is better than Infinity War solely because it stands on its own. It's got one Batman film. Infinity War's got 20 films before it that lead up to it that make it as good as it is. But Batman The Dark Knight stands on its own with one film ahead of before it. And it takes the Mm -hmm. greatest villain performance of all time that will never be topped. I just, there is so much about this movie that is there to love. I'm so excited to rewatch this in a few weeks with my brothers. We're going through the trilogy. And his, the boat scene. My favorite scene in the movie, though, is the um, scene where he is introduced to the mob bosses.
1: And I thought my jokes were bad. Give me one reason why I shouldn't have my boy here pull your head off. How about a magic trick? I'm gonna make this pencil disappear. Ta-da!
0: It's, it's gone. Like, holy crap, this guy needs to be taken seriously. And he's like, you want to follow the, the TV so-called plan? You know, Batman has no jurisdictions. He'll find him and make him squeal, you know. And, he, he, and they realized it all at the end. This Joker guy is, Joker man. Dude, I can't, There, there's not a way I can sum this up without, like, this whole movie is freaking perfect it's so good and the ending is one of the best scenes ever if it wasn't for heath ledger i would pick this as my favorite scene and it's him and it's he's realizing that yeah guess what i'm gonna be on the run for the rest of my life you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain i can do those things because i'm not a hero I like dead I killed those people. That's what I can be. No, 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 you can't. You're not. I'm whatever Gotham needs me to be. Call it in. A hero. Not the hero we deserved, but the hero we needed. Nothing less than a knight. Shiny. Hans Zimmer's score during this moment throughout the whole film and the whole trilogy is epic, but this part in particular when Jim Gordon is speaking to his son why he's got to run and how he's the hero Gotham deserves, but not the one it needs right now. So we have to chase him. And the whole score and how that scene just fits so well into it is perfect. There's not really a way I can sum it up without saying that it's just the perfect superhero movie and it's how I compare every superhero movie after that mm-hmm. because it's the staple. You have one of the greatest heroes of all time. My opinion, the, and that's why it's number one, I think. There's so many reasons why it's number one. But it's Batman's my favorite hero. His rogues gallery and everything about him is what makes him so great. And he has a chance to kill the Joker, but he doesn't. And... Everything about this film is amazing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything more about it other than what I keep saying again and again and again that it's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's he, number one Heath Letters Joker. Every time you watch this movie, it blows you away how good he is. And the whole introduction of him in the the bank sequence of to start this movie off. That is such a cool sequence. Yes. <laughs> It's really sad how much he invested himself into this role and how it led to his demise,
0: but... It hurts when you think that he was going to be the main villain in The Dark Knight Rises, too. He was going to be there. Like, that's what the movie was going to be about. They weren't going to have Bane originally. Heath Ledger was going to continue, but it's so sad that he passed on. Oscar totally deserved, but that's my number one. Okay, Ethan... (laughs) If it's not Avengers Infinity War, and it's not The Dark Knight, what is number one?
1: So the key word of this is this is our top projects, not our top movies. So number one, I have Netflix's
0: Daredevil. Wow, okay. Charlie
1: Cox. There is a reason why when you saw our friendly blind lawyer appear on screen, in Spider-Man No Way Home, they people literally abrupt it into applause. Because this character and Charlie Cox's portrayal of this character is top notch, and I'll say it again. I do think this is the coolest superhero we've ever gotten on screen. I do believe he's cooler than Batman in this series because of how well it is executed. And like I have said many times on this podcast before, I am a show guy. The storytelling that a show allows you to do Mm. is so much better than a movie could ever be. There's literally a whole episode, a whole 50-minute episode, where uh, Daredevil and Vladimir are just in a building surrounded by police. And it is so good. And this really... I got to say Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin is he's not better than Heath Heath Ledger's Joker. He's not. But his portrayal in this is so good. And the power he has in this city, you really get to see it episode after episode. You see the police kill everyone that's alive. He has power. And there's that scene. He's like, well, then what do I pay them for? it's like Vincent D'Onofrio has power. And I do believe there will not be another marvel project that can top this because this was its own thing this was netflix's take and marvel won't be able to match this they just won't marvel has their uh disney plus you know they can't I mean, put got this the show disney plus shows man they, they can't put this show on disney plus right. it is way too dark way too violent way too gritty and this is the end of it we will never get this on screen again but I think appealing to a more general audience is good for Marvel as a company. But this show, man, the, the action sequences alone, so good. Best and fight
0: choreography ever, I will say. Absolutely.
1: Season 1, fantastic. Season 2, not as good as season 1. But season 3, man, that is some of the best television I've seen.
0: Charlie Cox. I dare to say peak fiction.
1: Dare, Charlie Cox in his suit. Is so great. And I have a few quotes. Just the opening words you hear Matt Murdock say, Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock say. I'm not seeking penance for what I've done, Father. I'm asking forgiveness for what I'm about to do. That's the tone for the whole show. And then I got this other quote from Matt Murdock. You suffocate evil. Starve it. Lock it behind bars but it will find a way to come out even stronger. There's only one true way to end evil, to finish it for good. Let the devil out.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm not even mad about this, man. It absolutely is. Those of you, you who
1: have not yes. seen the show, go watch this show. It is top notch. And yeah, Dark Knight's a better movie. But, dude, the storytelling a show allows you to do, the characters you get to follow in this show, you just really get to see this cast of characters form. Just go watch it, man.
0: I will say this. The one thing that I, I don't like about the show is that it doesn't have its proper ending. And that's the worst thing, because it's like there this show is so promising. And... The storytelling is top tier, like you said. He's, he's the best villain. Like, he's one of the best villains we've ever gotten. And Daredevil is one of the coolest heroes. But the side characters are what make this too. Foggy's epic. Karen Page is epic. John Bernthal's Punisher. Yes, you, season two. Dude, you know we love... That's why season two is so good. It's the scenes between those two that makes it absolutely season
1: so Season two of Daredevil and season two of The Walking Dead. That's why it's so good. John freaking Burnthal.
0: Exactly, dude. If we were gonna make this only comic book adaptations, I think Walking Dead would appear somewhere on here. But this is superheroes. But dude, the show is a masterpiece in television, and it's a shame that it got canceled because we had such it leaves you on such a cliffhanger with Bullseye, one of the greatest side characters and side villains of all time, made great by Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. You took that away from me! I'm going to kill you. Dude, the intensity that he brought. It was so good. I, Dude, that makes sense. And it's Charlie Cox you, is,
1: is just so good. And where this character elevates above Batman for me is his sonar he has just built into his head. Oh, there's a guy in the third floor. He smells like flowers. Yeah. That is so, such a cool skill to have. Mm. And... You see in The Dark Knight, Batman has Lucius Fox, or is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, on the computer with the sonar. But no, Daredevil has that in his head. And I just think he's such a good character. It's such a good take on it. And there's a reason why Kevin Feige wants to bring back these characters. It's because they're so beloved by fans. And I think this show deserves all the respect it gets. And I... I don't know anyone who hates on this show, man.
0: Daredevil fans are pretty united. They are. So there you have it, folks. Number one for me is the Dark Knight, and number one for Ethan is Daredevil. And those are Multiverse monologues favorite superhero projects. Guys, we had a lot of fun doing this. Looking at the time right now, we're just at one hour and 31 minutes, but I think it's justified considering the uh, subject matter uh, I really would like to know what you, gu- your guys' favorite superhero projects would be. So if you're watching on YouTube, type them below. I really would like to know. Um, but there you have it. Those are our opinions. That's what we like. I think we're starting to get a sense that Ethan is the Marvel guy. That's what he appreciates the most. That's what he likes the most. And I will say, I, I really do like the DC Universe. I think the the depth that they produce in one film is greater than most of the Marvel films. Now, that's not to say I'm a bigger Marvel fan. I really am. But DC's film, for me, they bring a lot more than your average Marvel movie. So, I'm a bigger Marvel fan, but Batman is my favorite superhero, and that's why a lot of his films appear on this list. And I'm also a big Zack Snyder fan, so that's why a lot of his films appear on this list. But, no, I think two pretty solid lists, man. I really enjoyed doing this. Yeah, this was fun. So... If you like this video, please give it a like on YouTube. Subscribe, follow if you're on Spotify. Give us a review if you're on uh, if you're listening on Apple. And uh, for now, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Westlaw. Signing off. We hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic day.